Hello and welcome to the Emperor's New Podcast, where I explore every corner of the Emperor's New Groove franchise. Today I'm joined once again by Scott Sandler. Okay, so I got to figure out a, a greeting co- a greeting line, and here it is. Greeting line, greeting line, greeting line. Diego Lacamara. I come from the future, the place where we will spend the rest of our lives. Thank you. Andy Gale. Greetings, Cusconians. And today we will be talking about The Emperor's New School, Season 1, Episode 19, UF Cusco slash Attack Sub. Oh boy, oh boy. Yep. I guess I'm a little more excited than this than uh, everyone else is right now because I distinctly remember at least half of this episode consistently playing on Disney Channel. Oh yeah, and... Attack Sub, definitely. Yes. I... Mm-hmm. So, I have notes. Um, there's an intro with Cusco, but there always is. Um, it's not really that important to the episode, though. No. Um, so, the premise of the first episode is Cusco thinks that space people are coming, and he sees a patio umbrella go that Kronk knocked off its stand go flying by and thinks it's a UFO. So, he thinks... Uh, space people are coming to give him presents and as any saint emperor would think and you know that's the origin um, of santa claus and yzma (laughs) and kronk uh decide to pretend to be aliens um yeah i can't imagine a south american nation being being afraid of invaders (laughs) i mean Oh no no they're not they're not alien invaders they're interdimensional point interdimensional beings space people from the space Going between on. spaces and yes <laughs> oh, well. so Cusco decides that he's gonna draw have draw a giant uh, like basically a Nazca line of his face drawing of his face on Potter's Hill. Mm-hmm. Part of it uh, is where the crops are grown, but Cusco convinces the villagers that they might get presents too, so they go along with it. Okay. I, I couldn't remember whether it was um, Galar or Lola, but there, it reminded me of. Uh, I think it, it's a hill. It's. I, I think it's like a smaller hillside, but there's like this drawing of sorts of like a, a human and i forget which which pokemon region it was but yeah it reminded me of that well in in peru hmm. there are these things called the nazca lines that are like drawings of like monkeys and stuff that you can see from that you can only see from like an airplane or something um yep really interesting um so it made me think of that because i made the connection of peru but it's also like you know He's doing it because he wants the alien to see it from space. It's one of those things. Um, the space people. Um, and Melina is constantly telling Cusco that there are no space people. And as I said before, Yzma and Kronk uh, decide they're going to disguise as space people to get rid of Cusco. <laughs> and, and there was it's like if the X-Files the... was really funny. The, the, sense the of that episode. Way... The blatant propaganda in the curriculum. Yeah. Where Kuzco basically depicts himself as a god. Yeah. I mean, they're not that far off 
from what they actually thought of the emperor in yeah but yeah. considering it's not so much that way in the show it yeah it's yeah. Cusco so Cusco the, the diamond the stars are diamonds that formed from Cusco's tears and floated into the sky, the heavens and Cusco molded the planets from clay but um in actual Inca mythology they do believe that uh the emperor is descended from the sun god uh -huh. mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Cusco made a reference to how he lassoed the sun I'm wondering if any of if that has any connection to what actually happened in the climax of Kingdom of the Sun, where Pacha, that who at the time was, <laughs> in this version was a teenager that looked like that looked like Manco, who was what Cusco was originally named, lassoed the sun and like killed Isma with it or something at the end. Oh. I'm wondering if it's a reference to that or if it's just a reference Probably. to like mythology in general. You know, Maui also lasted the sun. Um, yeah, so, that's um, kind of where my head went to when they were just describing all of these impossible tall tale last, version. Lassoing the sun might also actually be a part of Inca mythology, but you know, the emperor didn't do it. Uh, the the god, the earth, the creator, Viracocha, did it or something. Probably. At least according to the prologue of Kingdom of the Sun, that's what happened. I don't know how accurate that is, but yeah. it's more probably more accurate than the Emperor's New Groove is. Yeah. Um, and to think they probably would have saved Quetzalcoatl for a sequel. Oh, well. Yeah. Would you like a... Or maybe it's a, it's a wonderful life reference. I don't know. What? <laughs> because, uh, you know, it's a ghost. Would you like, uh, would you like anything? Uh, would you like anything? Uh, would you like me to lasso the, the moon? I'll do it. You know? Yeah. Oh, no, that, that's the next episode we're going to be covering is the it's a wonderful life episode um nice because we're skipping the the episode after this i already covered last year for halloween oh. so yeah maybe skipping that maybe, going straight to the season finale next maybe um, i'm going to try to get some special guests on for that one but i, I don't know if they're gonna if it's gonna work out or not um yeah. oh but, can we can we talk about how uh Yes. How 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 the principals' names are just the characters' names in reverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Principal Amz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Kador. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a really good running gag to keep running. <laughs> and everyone but everyone but Kronk uh, can see right through it. <laughs> Pretty much. Kronk <laughs> should be in Scooby Doo. Just, yeah, and yeah. so um, Yzma and Kronk show up. Uh, yeah, they're just having lunch outside with the rest of the students. Yeah, that's and, when the whole pat Kronk tries to adjust the patio umbrella and it goes flying and Cusco mistakes it for a UFO. Um, as I'm, as an I'm umbrella calling. flying object. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and mm -hmm. Then Yzma, so Yzma's telling, Yzma and Kronk have this whole argument about space people too, uh, about how <laughs> they don't exist. And um, at first Kronk thinks she's saying that presents don't exist. Um, and that's Santa Claus lied to me. Uh, <laughs> I told you I withheld the information for your own good. <laughs> um, and then they just, Yzma's like, 
Cusco does believe in space people, so we're going to pretend to be space people and trick Cusco into making Yzma Empress. I don't remember exactly if they, if they went very far into their plan other than they're going to trick Cusco into thinking they're space people. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. the TV 14 version of this episode would have been ended with uh, Mar- if it were if Yzma and Kronk just went on Mars attacks. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Yzma... Uh, Cusco faints when he sees these men Kronk as space people because he thinks they're real space people. Um, of course, Molina figures out pretty quickly that that is Yzma and Kronk. And the whole village is, uh, of course. is upset because Yzma and Kronk um, messed with them. And they don't mind them messing with Cusco, but they don't like them messing with them. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my so, god, a grifter getting thrown, uh, being thrown out of town? This is fiction! So Yzma uh, and Kronk are chased by an angry mob of villagers. And then Melina decides that uh, maybe there are Kate aliens. Cusco. What? To placate Cusco. Yeah. To placate Cusco. And then th- that decides that, I don't know, maybe there's aliens. I don't know. But also she she doesn't tell Cusco, as we said before, she doesn't tell Cusco that. Was, she pretends that these aliens were real aliens. And then she later tells Cusco she has no idea what's uh what might be out there and then um this one thing that this has that the good luck charlie movie doesn't have is um their actual aliens show up at the end so uh for the Mm -hmm. christmas the good luck charlie christmas special as famously on escape from Walt disney complained about Mm -hmm. there was a whole plot point with aliens and in the end the aliens plot point didn't come back and reveal there were actual aliens they just dropped it completely Um, i know phineas and ferb did that um the, I believe there was one time Phineas and Ferb did it, but there are aliens in Phineas and Ferb all the time now. <laughs> I, I know those those programs not just not this general to... populace yeah. and hmm. those programs. You know what those programs that didn't have aliens need? They needed the pigeons from Bolt for a little bit of a screenplay <laughs> because we, that's just that's just what I put in my notes is that good. That I had to make a good luck a reference to that good luck Charlie Christmas special because this ended with aliens and that didn't. Um, and those and Kronk, aliens looked adorable. Kronk, they're, they're like little Aztec uh, Marvin the Martians. And they I and, love them. And they speak in kazoo. <laughs> um, and Kronk does. Kronk doesn't believe that they're real. Um, and tells so them they are the the great kazoo. Yeah, Kronk and, tells them that they're not real, and then leaves. After they Kronk try to goes, uh, <laughs> and that's the episode the first sec the first segment of the episode um uh, and and Kronk, oh and Kronk and Ismar are from Ismar's. yeah and Kronk <laughs> thinks they should be from Kronkader because it's bigger um i only have one question about their alien designs how did they get the brains and the jars at the top of their heads <laughs> whose brains did they steal I think they're fake. Obviously, it was Hector Concarne. Or um, our animal brains, one of those two. You know, um, it's... Chilled um, monkey brains. I mean, there are monkeys in Peru. Hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think Kronk would approve of that, though, but... Um, you know... Well, as long uh, as it's not a squirrel brain. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. What do you say, Diego? I'm sorry. I never mind. Sorry. 
Oh, okay. And, and remember, may the something or other be with you. Live long <laughs> and preposterous. Yeah, live long. And long. something, something, something dark side. <laughs> yeah. My phone told me that the other day. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this episode was fun and space stuff. Mm-hmm. Big shock for me, but I approve the space stuff. I, bleh, I approve the space stuff. Mm, space stuff. So, did mm-hmm. you did you see like the 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 space restaurant that's open next to the ride that makes everybody sick is uh, coming along at Epcot? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh yeah, they they released some pictures of what like the elevator space elevator is going to look like. I just think that's such an odd idea that they're going to build a, a ride right next theme to the with the same theme right next to the ride that's famous for people getting sick on they're going to build a restaurant next to it for people to eat so they can eat at the restaurant and then go on the ride and get sick on the ride or more likely ride the ride then get sick and then eat back what they lost from riding the ride when you're less like if you haven't just eaten i feel like you're somewhat less likely to get sick on that ride than if you have just eaten i've never gotten sick on that ride but i hear people do what was the ride? Mission Space at Epcot. Oh yeah, a ride that simulates space travel um, by spinning you around a lot, but you don't realize they're spinning because you're looking at a screen and it doesn't show you spinning. Um, I didn't. Hmm. I didn't meet. Uh, you know, I was like, I thought you weren't gonna be kill, uh, gonna blow up the planet. I wasn't gonna blow up the planet, but I didn't say anything about spinning it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's my world, and we're all living in it. Um, Kuzco didn't even... Um, it didn't even dawn on Kuzco that he was kind of on a stargazing date with Molina. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. What? So, there's a long... And some shows have capitalized on this and, unfortunately, not been very uh, open-minded about how advanced ancient cultures were and how they could think for themselves. But the idea of Inca culture and there being aliens and it ha- uh, is a long is a long running thing in fiction in general um, obviously Indiana Jones with their Mayan temple in the middle of Peru which is inaccurate and it, it <laughs> seems it, like it seems like they just inserted um, inserted modern mindsets into uh, this into the Cusconian society because they all exist outside of outside of time because they're cartoons uh-huh. yeah and um so their mindset is whatever Alina, mind- it, it wasn't like oh oh everything around over it was it, it 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 was what it was using our knowledge instead of being backwards and uh geocentric and yeah yeah it's uh, yeah um yeah and you know there's also that show that i was alluding to earlier that has touched on inca stuff before because they're racist i mean that's not their they touch they think that every single story that was made up in the past is based on aliens that's including a lot of the time that includes other cultures which makes them come off as racist uh ancient aliens of course is what i'm referencing Mm -hmm. with the hair with the hair guy um aliens the aliens guy with the hair 
Uh, <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, mm-hmm. They talked about like the Stargate um, that's in Peru, you know, about that. I'm blanking mm-hmm. on the name of it. Um, it's near like Titicaca. There's like a rock gate that supposedly they leads to another dimension where like the gods are or something. Um, and how the gods might be aliens or something is what they talked about. And they always, apparently there was an episode of that where they said that Marvel Comics and Stan Lee were visited by aliens. And that's how they got the idea to make all those comics. Well, that's a lovely, that's uh, that's another, well, I mean, like, <laughs> and and then uh, how did you get your idea uh, to create this character? Well, I was uh, it too, I'm sure. <laughs> so, no, 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 sorry. Because uh, blew it up, sorry, sorry. Stanley's, I feel, and at the time they did this, I imagine Stanley was still alive and not ancient. So why were they talking? Mm. Why were they talking about this stuff on ancient aliens? I wa- I only know about this because I watched a YouTube poop of it that ended with them, <laughs> it ended with them sin and smixing uh, Stanley saying that ancient aliens is stupid and the ideas he came up with were ideas because fiction is a thing, um, <laughs> and also probably because it was the sixties and you know. Yeah, a lot of weed going around. <laughs> well, he came up with the idea for Spider-Man from a fly. I find that funny. He said, <laughs> "Stan Lee looks at a fly and imagines Spider-Man." Then David Cronenberg looks at a fly and imagines melting Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, "I was looking at a fly that was crawling on the wall, and it gave me the idea to do Spider-Man." Um. And, We're going uh, off on tangents of all kinds here. Um, so the next segment is attack sub, which is, you know, a, it's a pun. Um, <laughs> or a play on words. So it opens with Kuzco complaining, which he does a lot. Um, In this show? Never. <gasps> about uh, Mr. Malaguago, who... You haven't figured it out by now. His name is Guacamole, but flipped. Um, that oh, will, now I get it. That will come in later. <laughs> um, making them do all this work, and Cusco's complaining, and he keeps trying to get Mr. Malaguaco to leave so they can have a break and get a substitute. Um, and one of those segments involved quarantining off the class and putting Cusco in a hazmat suit. Yeah. Gee, can't imagine what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Kronk having a getting a, a wooden third arm. Um, so I think I think Ridley Scott's gonna sue somebody. So then I keep saying so then to transition into things. Um, you got to come up with more words. Um, <laughs> Mr. Malaguaco eventually gets tired of their, them doing this and decides he is going to take a break and he leaves in charge. His, uh, the substitute teacher, whose name is Nada Impa, which if you haven't realized by now, is Impa Nada, um, mm-hmm. flipped. Like Malaguaco is guacamole flipped. Um, at this point, it's just, at this point, is Cusco just taco flipped and I haven't noticed it yet? No, Cusco's <laughs> named after a city. Um, yeah. Spelled differently, but it, he's named after a city uh, in Peru. Uh, well, don't worry. In season three, they introduce uh professor tobury well there yeah. there is there is there is also one other character named tiator 
that shows up at one point. Um, ah. So the substitute teacher is John DiMaggio. Um, oh, John oh, yeah. DiMaggio. Yep. And he is like basically a full metal jacket military style. Yeah, the, the drill surgeon. Brute. Drill surgeon guy. And he's like, let me see your war face, Cusco. That's not a war face. Show me your war face. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so. Actually kind of got uh, a little bit of uh, Key and Peele vibes from it. Just the yeah. classic substitute teacher sketch. Yeah. And this sub- so he's basically uh, being really strict and harsh on everyone. And at one point, Cusco stops the show to complain about it, uh, you know, like he does normally. And the substitute teacher tells him that he's not allowed to stop the show. So the substitute teacher shows up and breaks the fourth wall and stops the fourth wall breaking, basically. Um, I think Cusco needs to change his locks on the fourth wall. People keep breaking in. Yeah. And then... Um, well, what, um, when when Kronk and Cusco were trying to get uh, Moaguago to take whatever break, I was really glad that... Um, that the bit with the hazmat suit didn't end up being some sort of virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it was just right Again, really dodge that bullet, huh? Just, there's well, another episode where all the houses, uh, where everyone has to be kicked out of their house because their houses are being tarped because of termites that Cusco made up. Well, um, don't worry. There's uh, epidemic episodes of sliders and... Earth Final Conflict. There was there. one episode where Cusco and Cusco alone got sick at the beginning of the season. Um, after pretending he was pretending to be sick, and then Isma gave him a potion that makes him actual sick. Um, <laughs> and and then there was like an early episode of Stargate SG One where they possibly brought a vi- brought an Ill- Alien illness person. from off world. It Whoa. and. Sorry. I, I feel like you could make Star- and the thing is Stargate SG1 was part of my first major binge of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I feel like you could make a pandemic podcast where you just talk about episodes of TV well, why would you shows want and- to right now. <laughs> yeah, good or, point. <laughs> yeah. Um, um and also at the beginning I wrote this down so I thought I should bring up Cusco is complaining about having to write a haiku. And he keeps speaking in haikus. Um, Saka did it better. Um, and that's how, but yeah, but this is where I learned uh, what a haiku is as a kid. Um, so, um, you know, everyone's time is kind of being ruined by this new substitute teacher. So they decide they're going to have to go and get Mr. Mongo, I'll go back and he's at like a resort or something. Um, and eventually he agrees to come back. And then it turns out that Nada Empo was Mr. Mongo's cousin that he uh, uses to scare the students. Um, so is Mr. Mongo fired for uh, intimidating the students and putting them in danger and for a conspiracy? Well, well I mean, the principal, uh, everyone knows that the principal has tried to murder one of the students multiple times so i and they haven't been fired so okay so yeah it's all corrupt okay 
Uh, and the principal has even tried to dispatch the greatest superhero of our time, Red-Eyed Tree Frog Man. Yeah. Red-Eyed Tree Frog. So then uh, yeah. Miss Margot comes back and decides to take the entire class on a field trip. It's basically a vacation. Uh, and that's the end of the episode of the segment. And then during the credits, Cusco uh, plays Kazoo. Uh, Kazoo'sco, if you will. Yeah, there's another episode later where Cusco basically becomes a rock star on the kazoo called Cusco Kazooza. Um, <laughs> Does Weird Al show up in any uh, Emperor's New School? Unfortunately, no. Oh. If you want that, you have to watch uh, the Lilo and Stitch the series. Um, oh, cool. He shows up in an episode of that, and I did a drawing of him uh, as Cusco's new theme song guy, but he never actually appeared in any emperor's new groove media at least yet i feel robbed yeah. i feel owled <laughs> you know uh yeah it's uh now let's go back to the uhf i mean ufo episode <laughs> so and and there was um the tax sub was entirely easma free yeah yeah it was huh Isma free, which so it's a, so Cusco would approve of it. <laughs> no plot, no like forget about the plot. He wasn't even in it. Um, yeah, there's a number of episodes without Isma. Usually, the episodes without Isma that work the best are the ones that where Cusco isn't the main character because uh, other Cusco and Isma have a you know. There's a good, a fair number, like there's a fair number of episodes about Molina, and I think only one of them has an Yzma plot in it, and the other ones, Yzma's not even in, or it's barely in, uh, be- yeah, because uh, Yzma is Cusco's antagonist, basically. Um, yeah. Although I I did notice that even though Yzma wasn't in this episode, excuse me, though. Y- even though Yzma wasn't really in this episode, um, Kronk was in it a lot. Patrick Warburton was working overtime on this yeah. episode. Well, he's working overtime all the time. That's why he barely tweets. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, the voice like his, he's always busy. So Yeah. Um, hey, Twitter. Hey, Twitter. Hey. Hey, Twitter. <laughs> Do you have a screwdriver I could borrow? Is there a podcast I can listen to Twitter? <laughs> he has, I don't know if he's ever listened to the podcast or not, but he knows it exists. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, he follows the account, so. Hi, Mr. Warburton. Sorry I don't oh. do a very good job on your voice. <laughs> I don't know if you're listening or not, but if you are, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what do you all think of the first, uh, the, the UFO segment? The UF Cusco. Yeah, it was like a nice, that. nice, cute little episode. Although I'm not sure if we mentioned if you've mentioned this in the past or not, but season one Pacha sounds weird. Yeah, uh, John, yeah. Only, only uh, two more, only one more episode uh, after this one, one. Where, we'll, where we'll be covering an episode with this Pacha in it, and then after that, I'll be going to season two, where it's John Goodman again. Sorry, Yay! I just had a really. I'm sorry, I just had a really bad cold for a season. Yeah, I don't really care to be honest. It voice acting re- placements never, bo- especially 
in the wake of actually hearing uh, voice actors who have done it stories of why they don't bother trying to do an impression of uh, it just made me yeah. like yeah, it, there's a famous Rob Paulson story where Rob Paulson was the mask in uh, Hi Tyler um, <laughs> in, the, in the mask animated series um, and they kept wanting him to be Jim Carrey he's like guys if you wanted to get Jim Carrey you should have gotten Jim Carrey but you couldn't afford him so you got me so I'm just going to do my mask um, yeah fair enough and that's Makes what sense what uh the mindset i go into when i'm hearing voice actor replacements um usually um but yeah john goodman comes back in the second season which we'll be covering after the episode after the episode after this one um uh set uh set your calendars mark your mark your watches everybody let's do this <laughs> same bat time same bat channel i don't know when this is going to be because i don't know if i'm going to be doing anything in between then for the podcast or if i'm going to be going straight to that episode because my schedule is uh, make it up as i go along basically um oh right almost forgot the intro to the episode yeah how it was uh how cusco announced it was presented in cusco vision yeah Mm -hmm. too easy cusco vision cusco vision so (laughs) just this um what is what is uh what is uh what is uh the uh what is uh I'm sorry. Um sorry, never mind, sorry for I sorry. It's really bummed out they closed Cusco Vision, Disney's California Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is uh what is Cusco Vision but narcissism persevering? <laughs> or uh <laughs> it's the last thing his creator ever did. Cusco vision. Oh. Vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And stuff. And stuff. So the first segment, I think, uh, by uh, season one standards is pretty good. Um, and then, uh, there's the second segment, uh, what do you do all, uh, think of that one? Classic. There's a reason it got looped on a uh, Disney channel as a good time, as a good time. Um, uh, what do they do it when the episodes are kind of running, um, a bit short and they need a uh, filler to fill up the rest of, of the time slot. Because oh. I feel like that's how I saw it the most often, just this random segment sometimes of Emperor's New School. Sometimes they'll play a single segment. Yeah. And sometimes they'll pair up segments differently on sometimes you'll a segment of a certain show will have will be paired with one episode on YouTube and paired with another on Disney Plus <coughs> Big City Greens. <clears throat> um mm-hmm. I think you're catching a sarcastic cold there, Mika. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, um, let's talk about uh, John DiMaggio. I mean, I think he might have been in an episode before this, but that was definitely him be- because it sounds like him and because the internet said it was him and the internet never lies. Um, Got that right. Um. John DiMaggio is in everything at some point, right? 
I, I think he's like one of those voice acting like Nexus events, like everything eventually I mean, there's a lot of has John yeah, DiMaggio but... in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um I had middlemost post on mute while uh we well well until ten minutes ago, but yeah. He's there too as the uh head of the office. Uh and he was uh Love God in Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He was so he's played he was Food Dog in American in American Dragon. And Dragon and Motorhead on Impossible. Which means he he's pl- at least played two dog characters. Maybe could have sworn he played Dr. Draken on Kim Possible. He, he did. did. He did. He played both of them, uh-huh. I think. Him and Motorhead. Yeah. He def yeah, he did. And they're brothers, right? Or Cousin. something. Cousins. They're related. Yeah. <laughs> um and what else has he done? Well, for all the gamers in the audience, he is the voice of Marcus Phoenix in the Gears of War series. Of course, he's Gander. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, oh yeah, he was also Uka Uka in the reboot of Crash Bandicoot from the uh, mid-2000s. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's Jake the Dog. Of yep. course. Which uh, oh, he was also Joker. Yeah, he's been Joker, but he's been Joker a a couple of times, I think. Yeah, he was in Under the Red Hood and Death in the Family. And um, he's got so many credits. It it welcome to the John DiMaggio podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the John DiMaggio animosity towards. No, no, sorry, no. I'm never mind. Sorry. Brought to you by IMDb. Mm-hmm. What you do and, and behind the voice thing. actors, um, <laughs> he, he he did he 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 directed or produced or both the I know that voice documentary, which yes. has every voice mm-hmm. actor you've ever heard of just about in it at some point at least um, of that time. I'm not sure if uh, there's well there's there's plenty that obviously weren't in it, but yeah, a good good chunk of them, especially if they're from like. You know the '90s or 2000s. Um, a lot of them are in mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, that that documentary is definitely worth a watch if you're even remotely interested in voice acting. Like, obviously, there's no Zeno Robinson or Christina V or uh, or Robbie Damon, but yeah, no, mostly like uh, John DiMaggio, <laughs> your Taras, your Crees, your EGs, your at uh, Eric Bowser. Is in it, I believe. Um, I imagine Gr- uh, Gray Griffin has to be in it, or at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica DeChico is in it. Um, Jennifer Hale probably. Bob Paulson, I'm pretty sure, is in it. Um, James Arnold Taylor, naturally. Um, Maurice, I'm sure. Mo, Mo yeah, Maurice Lamarche. Um, uh, my my sister, one of my sisters, sometimes just calls him Mo. Um, even sure. Jess Harnell is in there, and he doesn't really do voice acting all that often. He does it. He uh, does it occasionally. Uh, he was in, I believe, according to the internet again, um, the Emperor's New Groove is like a guard or something. Ah, that's that's a fun fact for you. And Roger Bumpass was like another guard or something, or a peasant or something. 
Hmm. Oh, his name is funny. Yes, it is. Um, so, uh, did you see the sky today? Talk about blue. Um, no. Um, <laughs> so does every as every. If, if every show that's uh, been set in a school had like a substitute teacher episode at some point or something mm-hmm. and then they made and you know they made an entire series I'm sure Don, John DeMarco must have been in at some point that is not just about teachers but in general about children who could substitute everybody um, the replacement oh, yeah. um, I'm sure John DeMarco was in that at some point I don't remember who we played or if I know Gilbert Gottfried was in that that was interesting Gilbert Gottfried was in uh Ember's new school as well but in the replacements he played himself I think he replaced somebody or something um and he looks just like himself too he's like you know squinty face the big nose teeth I'm Gilbert Gottfried kind of guy and that's actually me in the episode it's not a drawing of me it's actually me it's not it's yeah. not luke ski it's actually gilbert Gottfried. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> have uh, have they crossed over like uh, luke ski and gilbert Gottfried? I'm sorry what luke ski and i what? would pay money luke ski and gilbert Gottfried. like have they crossed over in real life like you know, like uh, a sketch or something, have or they maybe met? A magic swords. I don't. I don't know. I'll have to ask Kyle or Luke about that. I don't think so. I don't think Gilbert Gottfried was ever on magic swords, but I don't know. I could also check IMDb, but uh, <laughs> why well, check IMDb when you could ask the people who worked on the show? You know, um, why go for the acorn when you can go to the mighty oak, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I know that uh, that uh, they did a Space Jam episode, and the guy they wanted to be the Bill Murray character, they specifically asked to do an impression of David Coulier doing an impression of Bill Murray um, in reference to the mm. Ghostbusters animated series. Um, mm. So, is this a Disney Plus or it is no? Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a Cusco Plus. Yes. Well, if, if, if Cusco was rating things, everything that had him in it would be a Cusco Plus. Exactly. Um, yes. I, I decided, long ago, I decided I wasn't going to bother with a rating system. We were just going to decide uh, if we liked it. We would say we liked it, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. I thought about, yeah. I thought, at one point, I thought about having it be different in each episode having a rating system where it was like in one episode it would be like uh, uh it would be like 10 or 5 or 10 extracts of llama or something and another episode would be like 5 or 10 like meat mugs or 5 or 10 uh ufos or some patio and bows or something like each episode would be a different scoring thing and then four calling birds and three french hens right yeah. but i decided <laughs> i don't want to score them because and two purple be- bums that would mean at some point someone might give it zero, and I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather they just say that it wasn't for them than give it a score. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this was just a this was just a solid set of uh, episodes. A little mm-hmm. stock in terms of premise, but just 
again, it's not really stock ideas that's the problem. It's the execution yeah. where everything goes in. And this was very well executed. I, I, I'd probably say that this is my favorite episode of the show I've seen so far. Okie dokie, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I can't... Uh, there were no haikus. There never were haikus. There were no, there were no haikus. I had to <laughs> I had to write haikus, or uh, just not necessarily a haiku, just a poem for online school at one point. And this was pre-pandemic, by the way. I just I went all of my high middle and high school was online. Um, Because I didn't want to go to a public high school, <laughs> and I couldn't be home. I and don't it blame you. It wasn't legal to homeschool the way that we wanted to be homeschooled, so we just went to online schools. I mean, where I lived at the time, I lived in Ohio. Um, so, and the poem I wrote was a haiku because I knew what haikus were uh, because of the show. Um, that's a fun story. Um, and they said we'd never learn anything watching cartoons. Yeah. And this show got criticized for its lack of educational value. Really? Yeah. It, it, it's the Emperor's New, New Groove TV show, and they're looking for educational stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I what's next? Um... People looking for historical accuracy in a musical about P.T. Barnum? I think that... I you know, but this is the greatest show. I think <laughs> that uh, that there's a group of people who do that with every kid's cartoon that's not educational. They complain about it. Um, I did not get. I did not learn from. I did not learn from Arthur that I. I did. I. Damn it! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I did not. I did not learn. That's what I learned about Arthur. I did not. Learn. What did you? What did you? What you? What? What you learned in boating school? You're about school to learn is, more from Arthur than Arthur, really. What you learned in boating school is. Well, oh, come on. We're learning plenty. Being on the computer, you know, hand-eye coordination, electrical, electrical prowess. Yes. And you know, um. I learned a lot from the computer, from the internet. That's where I do all my research. I go to a website, and then after I go to that website to look for information, I go to another website to see if the information I got from that other website, from the first website, is agreed upon by these other websites to see if it's a trustworthy source. The council has hmm. spoken. <laughs> so that way, because if you only use one source like Wikipedia or something, anyone can edit Wikipedia. So you have to go digging further to see if there's other places that that uh, or to go to the sources and stuff to find the information to make to make sure it's accurate um yeah oh um, can you imagine Cusco editing on wikipedia oh god <laughs> i did i did not on wikipedia but on like either disney wiki or the emperor's new wiki i i did that once i went in there and edited it as if i was Cusco editing it mm. <laughs> Please tell me that was an epic April Fool's joke or something. It, no, I just did it. <laughs> it wasn't April Fool's days. It, I was just bored, so I did it. 
Oh, you genius. Um, I don't know if it's still, I think it might be on the Emperor's New Wiki because I feel like that one's less strict than the Disney Wiki is. Um, <laughs> so one because t- I got banned from the Disney Wiki for uh, posting a, you know, a picture of Sully with Mike Mazowski's face on the image fa- source of Sully's page. Um, <laughs> Because <laughs> when I looked up, when I looked at used to when you looked at Mike Wazowski on Google, the first image that came up was Mike Wazowski with Sully's face. Sully's face. So I was trying to do the same <laughs> thing, but in re- reverse. And the best way I knew how was the Disney Wiki, and they banned me because of it. perfectly I mean, I balanced still, as all still, things should be. I can still go to the I can still go to the website, but I can't like you know write articles or edit anything on there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I also wrote a self-demonstrating article that some people have. Uh, added stuff to uh of Cusco on PV tropes a while back. Very nice. Very um, nice. Because I feel like Cusco would be wondering why there wasn't an entire article dedicated to him. The stuff that dedic- there's articles about the Emperor's New Groove and the TV show and stuff, but he wants an article that's just about Cusco specifically. So that was the idea behind that. Um and just lists a bunch of tropes which Cusco then like demonstrates um, some of which he doesn't know what they mean. Mm. Um, <laughs> Women um, in refrigerators. Why did you want to put them in there? <laughs> like, like, I don't remember. There's one where he just assumes it means he's handsome, but it's something that actually means like he's a narcissist, and it's and it it's what he says is highlighted so when you click on it it says it's self-demonstrating so that you know that by <laughs> saying by saying that he thinks it means he's handsome he's demonstrating what the trope is genius um, so uh do y'all have anything to plug yes all uh, right so. a few things oh uh, uh what oh sorry you who's sorry, going you first? Go first you go first okay so i'm 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 on Twitter at the Nick Fan Club. My Instagram is Scott Sandler94. I'm a contributor at I'm a contributor at What's on Paramount Plus, which is on Twitter at P Plus News, and their website is ParamountPlusNews.blogspot.com. I've made uh, I think this is my eleventh appearance on this podcast, so including the. Uh, including a brief cameo, basically just saying I was there in the audience for the, uh, for the, uh, for the Groovity Falls reading. Yeah. For my birthday, we did a reading of a fanfic I wrote. Uh, you can go check that out. Uh, it's the episode before this, basically. Uh. <laughs> and I've had five appearances on podcasts without a cool acronym. And I'm recording another episode tomorrow for to cover the, uh, first episode of What If, and I've I've been on two episodes of Realm of Immersion, and I'm sure to be on episodes coming up as it's coming back. I've been on one episode of the last episode uh, where I talked about Loki and Agents of Shield, and I'm I'm set to be on an episode of Because of I've Lost Control of My Life, a Rugrats podcast, which just covered uh, Showdown, uh, the pairing that includes Showdown at the Cedar Totter Gulch, 
And I'm set to be on the episode that covers family reunion and grandpa's date. And I've, I'm in early discussions to be on uh, Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast, Channel KRT, and Muppets Talking. Nice. Okay. Um, well, I got two things to plug. Uh, one, I am starting a, a commission. I'm um, there. I'm taking uh, commissions are open. Uh, four slots. Uh, yes, OCs and fan art. No. Uh, not safe for work and gore and uh, yeah and um, also the second thing is uh, that uh, yeah I'm still plugging um, my friends GoFundMe uh, there it's a uh, less than 500 away from uh, completion uh, of the goal and the name of the GoFundMe is fundraiser by Rocket Crow Rockets Help for Medical uh, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. You can always you can always find me on Twitter at dgil two two nine five. That is at dgil two two nine five. I have a link there to my occasional YouTube series called D Gaming, where I upload my wonderful Overwatch plays for you all to enjoy. And be sure to check out my Twitter page. This Saturday, that is uh, tomorrow at the time of recording, but be sure to check Probably out my today, Twitter page. By the time the episode down. <laughs> yeah, probably. But be sure to check me out on Twitter as I will be live tweeting Saturday night the 2015 Disaster Opus Fant Four Stick, as voted on oh. by my wonderful Twitter <laughs> followers. Yay. Hey, it's not a dismal make, so I'll take the victories where I can get them. And you can find me at Michael Hirsch on Twitter. I also make animated cartoons on YouTube through the channel Fireblast Studios. If you like my work and want to support me, you can pledge to the Fireblast Studios Patreon for early access to videos, behind-the-scenes footage, and more. What's his name?